Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, and with us, as always, Dylan Godino is here, editor of LastSpin.com. What's up, man? Not too much, Mike. It's been a big week for Louis C.K. Yeah, dude. This is probably the single greatest piece of news that I have read in, I don't know, months. I'll get into it a little bit more, but let's get into what exactly we're talking about. Louis C.K., this past week, he comes out on his site and says that he is uh, announcing his upcoming tour for the fall, but the big news is that his tickets will only be on sale for his tour on his site, basically giving the big fuck you to Ticketmaster and StubHub and the rest. He is f- doing a flat $45 fee. He is covering the sales tax. Yeah. Um, he So depending on what state he's touring in, it could be more or less, but he doesn't give a shit. And if he finds out that you tried to sell his tickets for more than $45, those tickets will be canceled and they will not be valid at his show. This is absolutely fantastic. I can't even tell you how great this is. For those of you that have been listening and know that we talk a lot about the fact that he released his his own uh, special recently, and that was the the big trailblazing news. He decided to take a step further and make his shows cheaper for the real fans to go see it. I have a lot to say about this, but I'm interested in hearing what you have to say because, again, you are closer to the situation than I am. I think it's an awful idea. <laughs> no, no, of course. It's, it's amazing. When he first released Live at the Beacon Theater at the end of last year... Not that I thought it was going to be a one-time thing, but I certainly didn't think this has become a philosophy of his. This is how he's doing everything from a fundamental standpoint. He released Live at the Beacon at the end of last year. Then a month or so ago, he released his new album through his website. And in addition to releasing the new album, he released a few other things that weren't previously available in audio format only. So I thought that was kind of the end of it. But uh, like you said, he's, I mean, this is it. This is, this is how he's going to conduct business from here on out. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. A flat fee and he's got a ton of dates. Yeah. So flat fee 45, whether you, I mean, I have people commenting on the story we posted on laugh spin saying that, you know, within 15 minutes they had second row seats to such and such a show for 45 bucks. And it's an amazing thing he's doing. It's exciting for fans. It's, it should be exciting for artists. I hope other artists are out there and I'm not, not talking just comedians. I like the fact that Louie's doing it first because he has that fuck you mentality to the system and the real fuck you mentality, not the, you know, played up. Oh, okay. We're going to be rebels type of thing. Whether he was being sincere or not, he still is a businessman because on Leno, when he appeared on Leno on Monday night, he was talking about this. He said, you know, one of the great things is that we bypass places like Ticketmaster. And then as an aside, he said something like, who are a great company, but... right." I, I think he has it in the back of his head, like, let's not burn any bridges just in case this, this doesn't pan out. Well, also, too, I think he doesn't want to get his legs broken because I think that <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're a little bit, you know, monopolistic. And I, I think 
that you're right when you're the only game in town you can't be the one guy that says fuck you and completely walks away so but anyway i just think this is a great statement because he comes off as you know i'm going to try this out and see how it works it gives the opportunity to a lot of newer venues that maybe don't have a chance to get somebody of his caliber which is which is fantastic but also too if this becomes a success and sells out and gets the kind of acclaim that the, the special, when that was released, did. It kind of continues through the, throughout the months as he's on tour, and it's not just a, you know, kind of a flash in the... Not, I don't want to say flash in a pan, but, you know, his special, when it came out, that was a big story for like a week, or, you know, a week and a half. And then Aziz did it, and it kind of picked up a little more steam, and then uh, Jim Gaffigan did it, and it picked up a little more steam, and so on and so forth. But if he's doing this for several months and this is proven to be a successful recipe, then the next person is going to say, yeah, let's do that. And then yeah. so on and so on. And then, and when, and as I said before, he's the first artist to do it. And I think that's important to, to note just because all it takes is one person to start it. And then eventually, hopefully, some big-time band with fuck you money can say, <laughs> hey, let's do the same thing. We're playing stadiums, but remember when we used to play 2,000-seat venues? You know, right. let's do a tour with that. Let's just do it. Let's, you know, who cares? And let's have all the tickets on our site. Let's just say fuck you, and let's just do, let's just do it. Why not? You know, let's have some fun with this. Right. And then the wheels go round and round, and then it, it becomes, I don't want to sound, sound too grandiose here, but it becomes a revolution of sorts because it's such a backlash to all of this crap that so many people have been frustrated with and i was telling my i was telling somebody before about when it only takes one person and you see it and you see it happen and then you hear about it and you see it as success you think to yourself and you say aloud of course why didn't anybody do this sooner and it's just like i'll, I'll tell you why mike oh go ahead you it's, tell me it's probably an incredible amount of work Oh, probably, and nobody he, probably wants to do that. He's crazy. I mean, he's absolutely crazy. I, I can't even imagine how busy this dude is. Like, I understand he's got he's got people around him. He's got manager and an agent and 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 people that to help him. But I mean, I guarantee you, he did a lot of the legwork himself, asking a lot of questions, doing research about these venues. It, it's months. The tour mm -hmm. kicks off oct yeah. oct October third in Cleveland, right. And he's got dates scheduled through February 1st right. of next year. Right. That's so, incredible. I mean, th this is no, it's not like he was like, this is an experiment. Let me do an East Coast tour and see how this works out. He's right. like, yeah, this is a total experiment. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Let me book the entire country. Right. I'm going to jump in feet first. I'm just not even going to test the waters. Let's just do this. Let's do If we're going to do it, let's do it full bore, not do it at all. You know, he's used to it. Like, I yeah. mean, everybody knows yeah. he, he does. He writes everything. He, he writes, directs, edits his show. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been editing his stand-up specials for years. So, I mean, he's used to this. I'm sure at some level he's got almost like a pathological control. I don't want to say problem, but I'm, right. I'm sure depending on how you look at it, uh, he, he's probably needs to be in control yeah it, you know it's i think it's part that and it's also part just being fed up he's finally at a point where he's successful as we're going to get into with the interview that he did on the today show he is a household name at this point for the most part i would say and relatively speaking well re yeah relatively speaking of course so he has opportunities and he has the opportunity to to do whatever he wants pretty much and if 
material right. things like money he truly doesn't give a shit about which <laughs> he's kind of proven time and time again the only thing that it does is made him able to take these risks i think right. he's always kind of strived for that I, I, again i you know i don't know the man i don't want to i don't want to speak for him but it just seems the motives behind everything seem to be for <laughs> again this sounds so freaking grandiose it's just it's hilarious but the motives behind this seem to be more for the greater good if that makes sense I, th- I just think it's a great move hopefully this is kind of a trailblazing act that makes other people say hey if he can do it i can do it or we can do it but that's not the only news with louis this week he's his show's coming out what else is going on Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, maybe you already saw the show or maybe you're gearing up. Maybe you're you're getting ready. So Thursday is uh, the season premiere, 1030 p.m. Eastern on FX is the season three premiere of Louis. So that's huge. So, yeah, the tour, the show, he's been doing the late night rounds. The Today Show actually uh, spoke with him uh, the other day, and I and I wanted to play a little bit of that. It's been getting a lot of traction uh, on Laughspin, the video has. They kind of talk about where he is as, you know, as as far as his his success goes. And, you know, they bring up the fact that he was listed in, in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of the Year. You know, they ask him if he ever thought he would be there. And they talk about whether he's a household name or not. And he, of course, said he's he's not and, you know, nor should he be. And, uh, of course, as as I guess uh, any mainstream journalist needs to do when they're talking to somebody like Louis C.K., they have to ask him why he's why he courts controversy. Not it's just I love the way Louis responds. And I think it's just an interesting study in the way mainstream media kind of tackles something that's insidery or fringe, <laughs> you know, something that's been that I've personally been covering for six and a half years. So right. check it out. But if you still haven't heard of him, it may. Maybe because of this. That's funny to me. Who the you are Louis C.K. likes to push the envelope. You have all of this success, but you're not really a household name yet. I shouldn't be a household name. I'm Why not? a filthy comedian. I'm a, I'm a, I, I deal in subjects that are not popular in every household. A household name is like, you know, um, ketchup, you know. Everybody wants ketchup. Ketchup doesn't hurt anybody. You are so brilliant and so clever. Thank you. So as a mother, I say to you, <laughs> why do you go for the cheap joke? You know, why, why do you have to do the filthy stuff? Well, first of all, anybody who thinks those are easy laughs, go ahead and try to get those uh-huh. laughs. They, they're not easy. There's okay. no such thing as a cheap laugh. Mm-hmm. They all cost something. And it's cost me a lot being dirty. I don't know. I, I do have some ambivalence about it because... I've had fantasies of like doing a special that's pure clean. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to do that someday. <laughs> that said, for, for don't lady. hold your breath. Louis seems to revel in controversy, including a firestorm he started after tweeting about a certain vice presidential candidate back in 2010. I'm going to say two words, Sarah Palin. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's caused me some problems mm. that I wrote about her, but... I also, why not, man? I mean, what is she? She's just a person. I don't think she's some sacred person. And to me, I was writing poems. It was like poetry to me. And I enjoyed writing them. Would you do it again? 
Would I do it again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably would. Uh -huh. I think so. It still makes me laugh a little bit, the stuff that I wrote when I think about it. I, I thought I, I thought it was well written. That excuses it. Yes. If, it if it's clever and the timing sure, is well, good. And... That gives it value. All right, so that was uh, that was a little bit of Louie on the Today Show, and you can catch the clip on LastSpin.com as well. It's a longer clip than that, but uh, that was just a little piece of it, his uh, little interview there. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, the way he handled it and the way it was handled is, is definitely funny to me just because of exactly what you said, how mainstream media handles somebody like him. They kind of do it with kid gloves, yet they try to make him slip up. And it's just, it, it's, yeah. it's, he's impervious to it because he doesn't give a shit. Because even if he does slip up and say something that, ooh, that was, contra that's, was controversial, he's built himself up as such. So it's, it's futile at this point. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he's making arounds. His Leno appearance was amazing. We should watch the Today Show clip, which is on Last Spin, the tour, the show. I mean, he's all over the place. He's the best. Lucy K. All right. Do you want to get into some of the other stuff that's going on? Because Louis yeah. is dominating, but is it's it, there is other things going on in the world of comedy. Let's let's get into some news. News. Comedy news. First, before we start, nobody died this week, right? Nobody. No comedians. Nora Ephron died. No comedians died. <laughs> she was a beloved writer and director of many very popular films. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they didn't touch me personally, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are, are definitely broken up about Nora Ephron. She created a lot of the, the big comedy movies, When Harry Met Sally, mm -hmm. um, that other one. Um, so yeah. Zach Galifianakis is getting engaged. He is. Or he got engaged, I should say. He, he is, yeah. So Zach, Zach Galifianakis. He gets hitched to girlfriend Quinn Lundberg, who is 29. Nice job there, Zatch. Who, who is she? Do you know? Is uh, they've been going out a long time? Or how? Who is this? They, as far as I know, she's she's a bit of a philanthropist. Philanthropist. Okay. But yeah, they've been they've been going out a while, and now they're going to make it official. So so good for Zatch. It's good for him, man. And enjoy. Congratulations. It's it's a fun process. Trust me, I'm going through it right now. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I say that. With a hint of sarcasm. Oh. Roseanne, going to be the next Comedy Central roast, which will be reminiscent of classic roasts. Now, what does this mean? Is Ruth Buzzy invited to this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, be I believe that's what it means. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Kent Alterman, who's the uh, the head of original programming uh, over at Comedy Central, said that, uh, you know, we're, of course, they're honored to have her, and that it's going to be reminiscent of, of the old school roasts. Which I guess means it's going to be more in line with people that know and actually respect the person they're roasting, giving them a, a good ribbing. Mm. Uh, but all the while, you, the viewer knows that th there is a, kind of a, a deep respect there, which those words have been said during past Comedy Central roasts, but you know that they aren't true. Yeah, you know, right. like when like when the situation is roasting Donald Trump. Yes. I, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. They're like, you're a piece of shit. Right. I want you to fucking choke on your own vomit. You know, I love you, right? OK, yeah, bye. Right. Yeah. And like, it's like <laughs> okay, they, they met each other like 20 minutes ago. Right. So what we're hoping for basically is that the dais is made up of John Goodman, Tom Arnold, the first Becky, and uh... <laughs> dude, I get that the roasts are one of Comedy Central's most popular recurring special features that they have. Right. 
they're never one of my more favorite things to watch but this i think really has potential to not only be hilarious but actually endearing think about who who you can have yeah like you said john goodman uh, sarah gilbert you know who else you could probably you could throw in there who would be really fun if you could get like george clooney oh my god that's right yeah if you that, could... that's right I, I yeah i had to think for a second there that's right right you could throw george clooney or the guy who was uh danny noonan and caddyshack who was jackie's husband on the show yep he's, he's that's right you know well, you got a lot of people you can choose from from there just are... just from the show itself but also to maybe some of her compatriots from when she was, uh, you know, regular at Dangerfields. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, that's the other thing too. You can get some. You can get some really, really good heavy hitters up there. So hopefully, they do the right thing and do exactly that. There's a reason why the old Dean Martin roasts sell as well as they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a There's a reason why people love Alan King and and even you know even Jeffrey Ross on your dais is because they know what they're doing. And I think you got to get back to that. So I think it's a good move. Tom Papa, last been confirming Tom Papa been cast in Steven Soder- Soderbergh's upcoming Liberace biopic or biopic. Soda pop, soda pop biopic. God damn it! Wait, what's going on? <laughs> you are say you that. One, are you getting one of those soda pop biopsies? I am. I'm <laughs> malignant. A malignant soda pop. Thing? Soderbergh Papa biopic. See, <laughs> it does. It sounds like a. It sounds like a wing at Sinai. The point. The point is. Please Mike, help me. Go ahead. Is that one of my favorite <laughs> uh, human beings and comedians, Tom Papa, has been cast in Steven Soderbergh's next flick, which uh, I, I probably normally would not watch, not because of Soderbergh. I, I basically will watch pretty much anything he does except for he, he did magic mike which i probably won't watch mm-hmm. but uh everything else um, i'm down with but so it's called behind the candelabra and it's a it's a biopic of liberace michael so, douglas is, as liberace huh yeah i think i think this is going to be really interesting so tom papa has been uh cast to play his uh liberace's manager slash friend who was apparently just just always just always present people if you knew if you were following Liberace you knew who this this guy was so he's he's playing Ray Arnett who's the manager slash producer and and like you said Michael Douglas is playing Liberace Dan Aykroyd's in it and Matt Damon is in it he's playing Liberace's partner so I'm super excited about this Matt Damon and Tom Papa were actually in a movie in 2000 I want to say 2009 called The Informant which oh, I yeah. loved. Have yeah. you have you seen that? No, but I know I know of it. It's so good. Definitely check it out. Cool. So, very excited for Tom Papa. Soderbergh's involved. Should be good times. Uh, what else is going on? Jimmy Carr. Why? This is a little editorial on your part here. Yeah, I just think the whole situation is is ridiculous. Yeah, so, let's it, let's get get into it. You know, for the people that don't know, because honestly, I had to read this before I understood what was going on. Uh, it, but it's it's a good move on his part. And uh, go ahead, you 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 break it down for everybody. Jimmy Carr, British comedian, excellent comedian. He got in trouble for taking part of this this tax scheme in England where he can pay less and less income tax like you know as as little as one percent income tax on on certain things right so this came out and and he got quote i want to say in trouble for it but here's the thing it's totally legal what he did was totally legal 
So Jimmy Carr has to come out and apologize. So this is what he said. I appreciate as a comedian, people expect me to make light of the situation, but I'm not going to in this statement as this is obviously a serious matter. This is all through Twitter, by the way. Okay. I met, I met with a financial advisor and he said to me, do you want to pay less tax? It's totally legal. I said, yes. I now realize I've made a terrible error of judgment. No, he didn't. He, he doesn't believe anything he's saying, nor should no, he. No, uh, He didn't make a terrible error in judgment. He did what he was advised to do. He's paying that guy. He's a professional comic. He gets paid to tell jokes and to tour around and, and to be, you know, a, a performer. Right. He pays another guy to take care of his finances sure. the same way, you know, middle class people do. I have an accountant. I'm not wealthy. Is he good? I know he fucking blows actually really shit i need yes. a good one I, i'm i'm looking for someone so anyway no i i need this guy i'm gonna hire this guy yeah seriously as soon as he learns stateside tax law i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hire this guy so he goes on although i've been advised that the k2 tax scheme is an, and this is i love that he puts this in here although i've been advised that that the k2 tax scheme is entirely legal and has been fully disclosed to Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, which I guess is some bullshit. The, their version thing. of the IRS, I assume. Their IRS, okay. Yeah. I'm no longer involved in it and will in the future conduct my financial affairs much more responsibly. Apologies to everyone, Jimmy Carr. Very tongue-in-cheek, that whole thing. Give me a break. So the thing that makes this worse is that the prime minister released a statement going off on Carr saying, you know, what he did was morally wrong. Well, Dingleberry, (laughs) these are things he did in line with a law that apparently you you know, you know about. So mm-hmm. a politician calling a comedian immoral is ridiculous. And the, and the fact that indirectly the prime minister is in charge of, of tax law. And right. instead of saying we fucked up, we should have been more on top of this. He comes out and says, uh, Jimmy Carr, what Jimmy Carr did was was morally wrong you know these people are paying money to see him and as far as i can tell he's using that money and he's doing immoral financial things with him yeah he's he's doing financial things that he's completely allowed to do yeah i'm very surprised that this is even a fucking story for christ's sakes especially most likely a more than a handful of the politicians in england or perhaps even the prime minister himself, probably take advantage of this law. They pay other people to find the loopholes so they can pay less taxes because they're fucking human. That's exactly what everybody in that, in that scenario would, would do. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, or middle class. It's just that's how it's going to happen. In fact, the richer you are, it seems the less taxes you pay. Why? Because you can afford to pay people that can do shit like this. The fact that he had to apologize is bullshit, but the fact that the prime minister came out and said, oh, we got to fix this, you know, yeah. is also bullshit. Like, let it go, man. Just well, yeah, let keep your it mouth shut at go. least. Seriously, it's not like it's a fucking, you know, insider trading scam. It's it's something right. that's completely illegal. So just do it. I don't know why this is a story. I don't know why he had to apologize, but I, I do appreciate well, the fact we, that you his, know why he had to apologize. Yeah, no, I know why. But I but I do also appreciate the fact that his statement about it is totally tongue in cheek. It's just yeah, terrible. you know, I, I didn't. It's funny. I didn't think it, it, it was that tongue tongue in cheek until I read it out loud. Yeah. right now. Na- right now. All right. So. Good luck paying your taxes. (laughs) 
and lastly here we want to talk about a, a story that I, this this is crazy dude i don't i don't even know another another legal matter seriously marking employee for a comedian with muscular dystrophy gets her friend arrested this that sentence the title alone makes you go ah oh, <laughs> god do i really want to read about this what's going on dylan very young comedian, Allie Bruner. She's got MS pretty severely. She's bound to a wheelchair. She kind of found inspiration in comedy. So her and her friend who helps do market, you know, marketing for her, like do it yourself, you know, marketing, word of mouth type of stuff. They were in Cincinnati and they were asking people at this public event if they wanted to, quote, laugh at the crippled girl. Um, which, of course, sorry, you I, know, I laughed at that immediately. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds awful. But I mean, once you know that that guy was not you go to her website and that's her thing. I mean, mm-hmm. her thing is to just come out and call herself crippled. She actually calls herself the Crip. Mm-hmm. There's T-shirt. She has T-shirts. Did you laugh? The crippled girl. Mm-hmm. You can buy them like on her web. So obviously, this is this is her marketing thing. Point is, is the people in Cincinnati felt that they were being uh, harassed. They didn't want to hear her friend talking about a crippled girl in in such a manner. So they cited him for disorderly conduct. The police in Cincinnati cited him for disorderly conduct. And the case was supposed to be heard this week in court, but for some reason it's been postponed to July 17th. So he faces, uh, I believe, up to 30 days in jail Jesus. Um, if, if he gets uh, convicted for this, which I'm sure at this point, if he gets convicted, I'm sure this guy doesn't care and they'll take it as a marketing win. Yeah, right. True. The initial blow of it is, oh, God, that's terrible. But but then if you think about it and if you really come at it at a, in a logical and a, in a, in a human aspect, you got to take your hat off to the girl. The fact that she takes muscular dystrophy and she owns it and she takes the power away from people staring and laughing by yeah. saying, go ahead, I'm all about it. Right. I'm on stage. Laugh at me. Right. Bravo to her, man. That's that's great because not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people have the guts to do that. And at the same time, I think that you should kind of take a step back and think to yourself, wow, by her doing this and other people seeing it that maybe have a similar affliction, they can find some strength in her and in what she's doing. Um, you know, it, it always sucks for the first person. It always sucks for the first person rounding the bases. But once they once they're able to do it and once they come out relatively unscathed, it makes it a lot easier for the next person to be accepted and the next person to not be so uncomfortable with themselves. So bravo to her. The whole thing about her friend getting arrested. I I think that's just Cincinnati's. They're not comfortable with themselves. I think, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know the city of Cincinnati. I've never visited there. I don't know this person. I don't know his business. Um, Throwing something like that in your face is definitely uncomfortable. But once you realize exactly what they're trying to communicate, I think you go, all right, I get it, but I'm still right. I'm still a little freaked out about it. I get it. It's okay. We're fine. But I'm still a little freaked out about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Like, you have and to that, be honest. And, and that, yeah. And that I should mention the other half of the, the other half of their marketing ploy here is yeah. that she's nearby. Sure. And after he says, do you want to laugh at the crippled girl? She comes over and says, you know, like, I'm a comic and I'm, you know, promoting these dates, Explains. you know, why don't you come out? And right. So I should have I should have mentioned that. Otherwise, <laughs> it's, just, it's just some lunatic. She's, she's just in the corner in a cage somewhere. <laughs> and you want to laugh at the crippled girl? And she's just over there, a big spotlight on her. She looks like the bluebird of happiness and follow that bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Again, I'm going to follow that bird reference. And Alan King, and I follow that bird reference. You're, you're doing good tonight, Mike. Fucking so, um, yeah, sorry. I mean, good good for this chick. I give her, you know, like you said, a lot of credit for doing what she's doing, just kind of fucking just throwing it in people's faces. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what comedy's all about, really. All right, so let's end things with a little bit of a, uh, a special clip. Unless you have the big comedy movie Ted's coming out this week, right? Right, right. Ted is coming out, which is uh, stars Mark Wahlberg and uh, Mila Kunis. And, uh, of course, Seth MacFarlane voices the uh, live-action bear named Ted. Mark Wahlberg, he always wished that his favorite teddy bear came to life, and so it does. And now the teddy bear is kind of coming in between him and his gal, Mila Kunis. Right. And so it's and like, of, and the, the the bear, of course, is very foul mouthed. And so it's like if Family Guy and Drop Dead Fred met with Toy Story. Correct. Okay. There you go. So if you haven't seen the trailer, laughsman.com. <laughs> I'm just going deep into this bag of references and just pulling out anything I can. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Dennis Miller. <laughs> hey, babe. Uh, <laughs> and then also the other movie coming out is uh, uh the showstopper himself yeah and when i say showstopper i mean once this show comes on everybody's gonna stop what they're doing and leave the fucking theater that is medea another tyler perry joint uh yeah medea uh, what is this witness 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 protection i believe it's called oh the saving grace is that you i mean he's he's made some pretty bad decisions but eugene levy's in it sure okay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he will he, he will forever be um, awesome. Yeah, no, I dude, I love Eugene Levy, but yeah, this is wow. Denise Richards is in it too. Okay, awesome, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch a YouTube clip on Wild Things again, and then I'll be fine with my Denise Richards <laughs> fix. So, which by the way, I I'm still pissed that Nev Campbell didn't show her tits in that movie. I'm sorry. I I can I can have a talk with her maybe. Please, please do. Let's end things with a little clip, shall we? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We I wanted to listen to, you know, as we do each week, I we I try to you know, expose you guys to some some new comedy. Comedian Andy Woodhull has a new uh CD out. It's called Lucy. Wanted to play a little clip from this. This is Andy talking about his ex-girlfriend being a poor gift giver. Also talking about the fact that he's in so many goddamn weddings. There's weddings again. So check it out, guys. I'm not married. All my friends are. It seems like I've been in five weddings in the last two years. Spent over $700 on tuxedo rentals, which if you're wondering, that's exactly what I like to spend my extra money on. (laughs) Dressing up to hang out with my friends' families. I love it. They're always worried if I'm having a good time at the wedding. Andy, are you having a good time? Yeah, let me dance with your aunt again. I'm having the time of my life. (laughs) I've been everything in the wedding, too. I've been best man. I've also been ninth guy in the row. It's not a sweet spot. It's, It's never like, hey, you're my best friend. I need you to be my ninth guy in the row. It's more like, hey, my wife has way more friends than I do. I know you're normally just the guy I buy weed from, but would would you mind coming out on Saturday? Even up the sides for the pictures? My last girlfriend was a bad gift giver. Say that about her. One time she gave me stationery for a present, and I said, why would you buy this? And she goes, you don't understand. The stationery folds up into its own envelope. Now when you're on the road, you can write me letters. Oh, my God. Did, did you think that envelopes was the reason I wasn't writing you letters? 
That is not what's going on here. I don't even know what I would write to you in a letter. Just like, dear Amy, good talking to you on the phone earlier today. Man, it sure is an inconvenient way of communicating. Thank God you bought this stationery that folds up into an envelope. But by the way, please say hi to me. I'm probably home by now. At least it's not the worst present you can get. The worst present you can get is a snow globe. Those are awful, aren't they? Nobody wants that. Sucks when it snows in real life. Why do I want a toy of someone's long weekend being ruined? If someone gave me a snow globe, I'd be like, why don't you just give me a gas card if you're going to shop at 7-Eleven, you cheap piece of shit. I would never give someone a snow globe unless it was like of a village with a highway going through it and a big billboard that says, we're not friends. I would give that snow globe. And then instead of fake snow, I'd fill it up with crushed red pepper flakes. So when you shake it up, it looks like scabs are falling down on the town. Just, whoa. Little kids are out on the street catching flakes on their tongue and getting hepatitis. It's messed up. I love it. Andy Woodhall. Uh, and then the album's called Lucy. Is that right? That's correct. And you can pick that up on the usual places. Yeah, Amazon, iTunes. Yep. It's and there. Very, very cool stuff. The, the stuff about weddings is, is definitely true. I love the ninth guy. Ninth I mean, guy that the... was, I mean, that's definitely what happened uh, with my wedding. My oh, wife has that? way more friends than I do. <laughs> I have the exact opposite problem, but I am all for just having an even, even number. So yeah. I, I cut it down. I actually did no friends. I decided, you know what? I tell all my friends, Look, listen, I'm sorry. I'm just going to do my two brothers and three cousins. And then they were like, thank God we don't have to pay for that shit. <laughs> that's right, dude. They totally, they, 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 I, that, that's great. Yeah, I solved the problem. It's a great bit there. And uh, you should check out Andy Woodhull's new album, Lucy. Let's do the plugs. Get out of here. We've talked enough. You guys on the Twitter, make sure you're one of the uh, the eighteen thousand plus. What are we up to right now? As of as of this recording, we're at eighteen thousand one hundred fifty-two. Holy won't you, shit! Won't won't you be? And by the way, this isn't an inflated number. It's not like we, we're following seventeen thousand people. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. we're very selective. Nine hundred sixty people. That's pretty selective. That is very selective. Yes. So why not be our 18,000th, 153rd follower? You will not regret it. We're also on Tumblr and Pinterest and all that other good stuff. Yeah, dude. You can also check me out, mastersandnone.com, my other podcast. And we're doing some fine, fine stuff lately, especially my YouTube video that just took off. (laughs) Yeah, I meant to. uh, I meant I meant to on air congratulate you for that. I'm actually proud to be the one. To tell you that it, it officially went viral yeah you that was incredible and i didn't believe it when you told me i was like no i saw i went on college humor and then you're like no dude av club holy yeah, shit. av club had it and they picked and it's not even like they picked it up from buzzfeed yeah and once, and once once your shit's on buzzfeed that's it and then it's over yeah to be completely honest the re- whole reason i made it was to make a few of my friends laugh that's it like I didn't yeah. even expect it, anything to happen with it, and boom, it just blowed up. So it's it's an it's a by the way, it's an acapella, like a voiceover acapella of uh, Rush's YYZ, yeah. And I have another one that I did, that's coming out. Oh boy, soon. So that literally took me 15 minutes. <laughs> 
so funny. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe anybody even fucking loves it. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know. We're we're getting out of here. This is this is crazy. We're talking about nothing. All right. Yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Uh, same time. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Lastman.com, Lastman Podcast. See ya.